And then they went into the garden in the large avenue, where one leaf was falling after the other, and when the lights in the palace had all gradually disappeared, the raven led little Gerda to the back door, which stood half open. Oh, how Gerda's heart beat with anxiety and longing! It was just as if she had been about to do something wrong, and yet she only wanted to find out if little Kay was there. Yes, he must be there. She called to mind his intelligent ways and his long hair, so vividly she could quite see him as he used to laugh when they were sitting under the roses at home. He will, no doubt, be glad to see you, to hear what a long way you have come for his sake, to know how unhappy all at home were when he did not come back. Oh, what a fright, and a joy it was. They were now on the stairs. A single lamp was burning there, and on the floor stood the tame raven turning her head on every side and looking at Gerda, who bowed as her grandmother had taught her to do. My intended has told me so much good of you, my dear young lady, said the tame raven. Your tale is very affecting. If you will take the lamp, I will go before. We will go straight on, for we shall meet no one. I think there is somebody just behind us, said Gerda, and something rushed past. It was like shadowy figures on the wall. Horses with flowing manes and thin legs, huntsmen, ladies, and gentlemen on horseback. They are only dreams, said the raven. They come to fetch the thoughts of the high personages to the chase. Tis well, for now you can observe them in bed all the better. But let me find, when you enjoy honour and distinction, that you possess a grateful heart. It's not worth talking about, said the raven of the woods. Now they entered the first saloon, which was of rose-coloured satin, with artificial flowers on the wall. Here the dreams were rushing past, but they hastened by so quickly that Gerda could not see the high personages. 